Welcome to Third Floor Views, where we at Chesapeake Family Life talk about health, education, and living with kids. I'm your host, Janet Jefferson. Today, we are discussing Officer Candidate School. We are getting a behind-the-scenes peek at what it is like and where it can take you in life. Here with us today is Officer Candidate Alexander Bodiger, and he is originally from Baltimore, a Baltimore native. He graduated from 2016 from Mount St. Joseph High School, and he is currently, at this very moment, in Officer Candidate School. So a big thank you for, for being here with us today. Let's jump right in. So I just want to learn in general and educate the rest of our audience as well. Just what is Officer Candidate School and what made you want to go into Officer Candidate School? So Officer Candidate School is a 13-week program where you'll get basic indoctrination to military, the military lifestyle. Then you'll get some schooling for some naval history, some basic watch standing stuff that you'll have to do during the Navy, engineering, weapons, and basic navigation. And then at the end, you'll have an applied leadership phase where you'll have to help the other classes run smoothly and go through all the evolutions that you went through through the past two months, two, three months. So it sounds like it's a, it's a crash course, so you're learning a lot in a, in a fairly short amount of time, but it's more in-depth than maybe other routes that you could have taken. So how, how is it maybe a little bit different from just a basic training or maybe different from ROTC? So from basic training, since we're going to be officers, we already know where we're going to be going after we graduate because we all come here with a certain designator, which is where we want to go in the Navy where in basics you may not necessarily know exactly where you're gonna be going. And also, as I mentioned before, the applied leadership phase, because you're an officer, you're expected to lead the other sailors. So you get practice with that with your last month here. And from ROTC, because ROTC is spread over a whole college year, a whole college, it's four years here, it's all condensed to 13 weeks. So it's a very intense experience. I would say. It definitely sounds like it. So why did you choose to do officer candidate school opposed to ROTC? Well, since I'm originally from Maryland, they actually didn't have a nuclear engineering program for bachelors in Maryland. So I had to go to the University of Tennessee in Knoxville. They unfortunately didn't have maybe ROTC there. So I actually originally did Army ROTC, but then I learned about the Naval Nuclear Propulsion Program, NUPOC, and they told me that I would be able to go in this program. I'd get paid as an E6. They would help me get through college. And then I would just report to OCS, get the training, and then I'd be off doing what I wanted ever since I was in fourth grade submarines. Oh, that's incredible. So you are quite an expert already. So you've spent a lot of time in a lot of different programs. So I think you're probably going to be really prepared. Just tell us how close are you to being done? So you said it's a 13-week program. When are, when are you finished? I graduate the 30th, man. That's fantastic. So how's it been going? Well, it's definitely been quite challenging, but very it's been challenging, but very fun in some parts. So the first phase of Officer Candidate School will be the indoctrination phase. That's essentially what you'll see in the movies. 
where you go through all the physical exercises. You've got the DIs and the RDCs, which is the drill instructors and the senior chiefs and chiefs pushing you, making sure you're physically strong enough and ready to do it. And then you go on to an academic phase where, as I mentioned before, you learn the basics of watch standing, uh, navigation, engineering, and then you'll end it off with a applied leadership phase, which is what I'm in now, where we help the other classes go through their evolutions. What has been your favorite part so far? I'd say my favorite part has actually been the applied leadership phase. It's definitely been the most difficult in its own way, but it's very rewarding when you see the people that you're helping, everything going smoothly, and they understand to the best of their ability how to properly get through and be safe and actually you know, enjoy their experience here. Mm-hmm. What has your average day been like? And it sounds like there, it really changes over the course of, of the 13 weeks in terms of the content that you're learning. But in general, what does a day look like in officer training school? Well, you were exactly right, ma'am. It does sort of change depending on which phase you're in. But for the most part, in the indoctrination phase and in the academic phase, you'll wake up at around 5, we revelly at 5, then you'll go to PT, you'll have some time to shower, clean up after yourself, and then you'll eventually go to a drill or classes, have three meals a day, and then you get a pass down, which is just all the stuff that happened during that day, what to expect for the next day and then rinse and repeat. And then in the phase I'm in, you since you're responsible partly for running all the different classes, mm. you'll, your schedule is a lot more fluid where you may be waking up a lot earlier some days, maybe a little bit later, and walking around all of the training country, helping out the other classes, making sure they've got all the, making sure they're going where they need to go, making sure that they'll have their uniforms in order, making sure that they can properly do their evolutions. Hmm. I didn't realize that you would have, that there would be more flexibility towards the end of it. But I suppose upon reflection, that makes sense. If you're going to be in a leadership role, you're going to have to be able to, to have some flexibility and also, you know, practice your decision-making skills and figure out what your own day is going to look like. Has that been challenging though, to be in such a structured environment for 13 straight weeks? Oh, yes, it's, it's definitely been quite a challenge at some points, especially in this last phase. It's more flexible, but you have a lot more you have to do. So you really have to have a lot of teamwork and be very good with, on good terms with your class. So we, have, we all have to help each other out to make sure we're all able to do our jobs and everybody else is able to go through the program smoothly. So what do you think has been your greatest challenge so far? I'd say at first it was indoctrination phase, getting physically used to the military lifestyle. But then I would say the most challenging part now has been the very first week of our applied leadership phase because you're, you get a pass down from the class before you where they tell you what you gotta do for your billet, what's expected of you, stand operating procedures, and then you do that and you start running the squadron, you make a couple mistakes, but you try your best and everybody works together and it always works out in the end. <laughs> Do you feel like at this point that you know there, there are severe consequences to making mistakes or if it's, 
you know, what happens if you do make these mistakes? Well, there are definitely some serious consequences in the beginning phases. If you make a mistake, you may just get some extra PT, extra exercises. But at this point, you need to make sure you're on top of everything because any sort of mistake that you make in the applied leadership phase would definitely affect the other classes, which may make their training harder. So the punishments for you would be uh, higher. Gotcha. Well, it sounds like at least everyone will be really in shape. <laughs> so what was that like in the beginning, all of the, the physical drills and all of the exercise? You know, did you find yourself completely exhausted at the end of the day? Did you feel like you were being pushed to your physical limit? There were definitely some times where I was pushed to my physical limit, but we would always get enough time in the evening where we'd be able to rest up and get prepared for the next day. We'd be tired, but it's, we wouldn't be unable to train the next day. Gotcha. Um, and then, so this has been occurring over the summer. So I imagine, you know, temperatures have been a challenge though. You're up in, in Rhode Island. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. Newport. So, so hopefully it maybe hasn't been too, too hot. <laughs> it's done a lot better the late, the further on I've gone. The first few weeks were pretty rough with the temperature. It was quite warm. Yeah, I can imagine, especially if you're outside running around all day. What have been some of your biggest successes so far? I'd say some of my biggest successes are I've done really well on my academic phases. I'm actually in the top 10% of my class for the academic parts. And so far in the applied leadership phase, I've done pretty well at my billets, which I'm responsible for helping the indoctrination candidates make sure they have all their supplies, such as uniform items. And I'm also help out with the uh, physical training program, so setting up their, writing down their exercises, leading them through it, making sure all the safety equipment's there for them. And uh, it was definitely a challenge in the beginning, trying to figure out what exactly we need to do, but with the other people helping me, it's been very rewarding and makes you really feel good when you get stuff right. <laughs> so it sounds like you've talked a lot about not only leadership, but teamwork and sort of the power of working together and cooperation. Do you, do you feel like that's something that you've been able to practice and that you're really going to end up implementing once you are on board a submarine? Yes, ma'am. Teamwork is pretty much paramount in everything you're going to be doing in, in any sort of military capacity, I feel. And that's, you can make a lot of friends in OCS and it really trains you to work as a team. So you'll be able to do that when you actually have to go out in the real world and do jobs on a ship or a submarine. Yeah, absolutely. Has anything been a lot easier or a lot harder than you expected? There were some phases that were actually a lot easier. The um, junior officer candidate phase, which was mainly just consist of drill and the engineering and weapons and naval history. Mm -hmm. I thought those were relatively easy. The senior officer candidate phase was not too difficult, but it was about what I'd expect. Indoctrination phase is... <laughs> very physically demanding and the applied leadership phase is very immensely demanding and emotionally demanding but i would say it's been about what i've expected for the most part 
It sounds like there's a lot of variety, which is really nice. You, you might not, you might get it in individual chunks, but, you know, working on academics, but then also working on physical fitness and then working on sort of problem solving and teamwork. So it sounds like it appeals to just a, a lot of different aspects of life. Do you feel like after the, the so far that you're almost done that this is something that is fairly, you know, well-rounded and you're like, oh, this is, I really enjoy this because it's hitting on all these different aspects of life. It's very well-rounded. In fact, I would say with OCS, no individual event is particularly difficult. The best thing is you need to make sure you have good time management skills because there's a lot, lot of stuff you have to do. So just because one thing may not seem so bad because you've got a bunch of other stuff you have to do, it may seem it may seem overwhelming, but when you get people to help you out, you'll realize it's actually not so bad. Mm-hmm. In some ways, it almost sounds like, you know, similar to being in, in undergraduate school, especially if you're a student athlete, because it has, you know, the academic aspect and the physical aspect. And of course, the, the teamwork and problem solving just with a very specific content orientation, you know, and, and being military. But it does sound sort of like you're working on similar skills anyways. Does that sound about right? Yeah, I've just, I think that's actually a pretty good comparison because you've got to lead your team on, make sure everybody's doing well academically, but, and you've got the mission of actually you know, winning as a team. And in our case, properly running all the other classes, making sure we're able to get all this through the stuff we need to do. Yeah. And then, making sure we're taking care of ourselves in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's a good life skill. So obviously what you're doing right now is, is really challenging. You're being pushed to your limits in a lot of different ways. What has helped you prepare for this and thinking both on the physical and mental side of things? So physically, before I came here, I would work out a lot at home. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to go to the gym because of COVID at this time, but we had a, a relatively open area where I lived, so I'd run about every other day. I'd run maybe three to five miles. And when I'd go home, I'd do a bunch of push-ups and sit-ups and planks, so i get physically ready. And during college, I tried to organize everything, schedule out everything to make sure I've got everything in order, make sure I know, need to do this thing at this time so I'd be prepared for everything. So... I would say the time management thing is very important, but make sure you're physically in shape when you're here because it makes it a lot easier. Hmm. I have to admit, I'm surprised by the time management aspect because I would think because you are scheduled, like your schedule is set for you that you wouldn't have to worry so much about time management, but you feel like that's been a really important part. I would say it's probably the most important part because you're right. The Schedule is very structured, especially in the beginning. But as you get more and more along in the program, you'll have to do more and more things. So you have to budget your time to preparing for the next thing on your schedule. And eventually when you get to the phase I'm in, you pretty much have to make your own schedule. Hmm. You'll, I mean, you'll be given what you need to do at this time, but you need to properly budget your time so you're able to be at those events and help out and make sure everything goes well. It makes sense. I imagine that that's going to be sort of scaffolding you to prepare you for for life outside of school. 
So we have a question coming from, from Facebook Live about if you are a student in high school and you're interested in, in doing something like this, are there certain classes like electives that you should be taking or extracurriculars that you should focus on to, to help you and prepare for something like this? I would take some ethics classes. Uh, do you mean in college? For like when you go to college? Both high school and college. I think those are both, yeah, both Definitely valid be questions. a part of a sports team because that helps work on your team abilities, make sure you're a team player. That helps quite a bit. See, I'm a technical, I was in a technical field. My major is nuclear engineering. So for me, it really helps if you've got a technical background. You don't necessarily have to. There are plenty of people in my class that were in the humanities and they're doing just fine. But be, make sure you're on like a sports team or in some sort of a club where you're working with a lot of people. So you get your social skills down and you're able to work with other people because that's the biggest thing that'll help you here. Mm-hmm. Because I thought it was interesting, the point you made that you're, you have a technical background, but not everyone there does. For people who do have backgrounds in the humanities, do they have different jobs or will be assigned to different jobs? Or are they going to have to have some sort of extra schooling to sort of fill in those content gaps? See, OCS is more of a general program where everybody here is, gets indoctrinated into military lifestyle and learns the basics of teamwork and running a certain job. But after OCS, you would go on to the schooling of the designator, which you picked before you came here. Mm-hmm. For example, I'm going in the submarine, so I'll be going off to Charleston for nuclear power school and then eventually prototype. But some of my friends here are naval flight officers, so they'll be going off to a different school and then learning their trade. So that's more of an after OCS mm-hmm. thing, actual technical skills. OCS is mainly just bringing us together and making sure we're able to go off and become an officer. Get you all on the same page. Yes, exactly. So I'd love to talk just a little bit about your career goals or your career hopes and dreams. And you've talked about how your the plan is to go into submarines. So why submarines and, and what do you wanna what do you want to do with that? Well ever since I was pretty little, it was actually a field trip to the Naval Academy when I was in fourth grade, I got interested in the Navy. And then I eventually got interested in anything nuclear physics when I was in grade school. And then I thought submarines, that would be a great way to practice it. And then I got my degree in nuclear engineering and went on from there. And I've always been interested in submarines. I'm very interested in the sort of missions that they do. Yeah, absolutely. I think the the history of it is also really fascinating. And I think also the the mental challenge to being on a submarine is is really interesting as well. Any advice that you would give sort of beyond classes and extracurriculars to specifically high school students who are interested in joining the military? Make sure you're very mentally tough. I mean, there are many times here where I felt doubt, but everybody here feels some sort of doubt. Just know deep down that you can get through it. Make sure you're well organized. Make sure you work well with other people. And then it all works out. As long as you work hard and you're good with other people you'll get through it yeah that's good advice yeah i mean if you want it bad enough you can you can make it happen so you are almost done which is really exciting what are you looking forward to most when you're done with officer candidate school 
I'm looking forward to going to power school eventually. It'll be a little bit of a wait for me, unfortunately, because of COVID. But learning how to actually operate a nuclear reactor or something, I think is going to be really cool. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, exciting stuff. How has COVID changed? It sounds like you mentioned a few times, you know, well, because of COVID, we've had to do this or that. How has COVID changed your experience? Well, there have been many different changes in procedures, uh, how we're supposed to stand around each other, sit around each other. We all have to have social distances. Whenever we're outside of our rooms, we have to wear masks. They always have cleaning supplies for us to make sure everything's sanitized. Um, some of the different things, like we're not, the instructors can't just come up in our face and scream at us because it's a social distancing thing. So they, <laughs> they make do with uh, doing it from a distance. Yell from a distance. <laughs> it's still effective. Oh, I love it. It's so funny how, how culture has had to change in, in as every aspect of culture, including military culture. Yeah, it's so funny. Well, so many congratulations to being almost done. It's, it sounds like a really exciting future for you in your path ahead, and I wish you the best of luck. But a big thank you for, for taking some time to be here with us today to address many questions that we have about Officer Candidate School and, and what it's like to be in it, because I know this is a really rare opportunity that, that we actually get to, to take a sneak peek and to see what, what you guys are doing. We love to hear your thoughts, comments, and questions. If you enjoyed what you heard today, check out more at thirdfloorviews.com. I'm Jenna Jefferson. This is Third Floor Views. Thank you for listening.